Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur's Podcast. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. I believe this is episode 196. I should have looked before we started recording, but I skipped that part. But awesome. We're almost to 200 episodes. I'm pretty pumped. Uh, Again, we're growing in numbers, so that's pretty awesome. I'm able to record a lot more um, with my new situation and life transitioning, so that's kind of fun. Um, Meeting a lot of cool entrepreneurs, a lot of people in the food space, um, interesting, leading a lot of cool people outside the food space and inside the entrepreneur space, anywhere from musicians and and singers to plumbers to truck drivers to whatever. It's been a pretty interesting week for me and weekend over the last um, six days. So I'm really pretty pumped up to really push the podcast forward. So with that being said, I'm really excited to introduce Sean Herrera from Santa Clarita, California of Honey's Kitchen. How are you doing today, Sean? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. And so, Sean, tell us about um, about your business, how you got started, so on um, and so forth. So, yeah, there's uh, quite a bit of a story on how I've gotten started. Um, It's always been a dream of mine to kind of be in the food space. Uh, Before I was in the food space, which is this year, I was originally a blue-collar electrician um, that was in the aerospace industry. And then (laughs) I got got into project management and had, like, the typical corporate job um, working a ton of hours and um, doing doing very well for myself, um, but it just wasn't for me. I just always knew that running a business was something that I really wanted to do and at least had to try. Um, and while I was an electrician in the aerospace industry, I got to travel the world. Uh, did a lot of Southeast Asia and Southern American countries. So I always got to try new food and being a big foodie, I always used all of my off time to just explore food in its entirety. And I've always really cooked ever since I was a child. Um, And that's kind of where the name comes from, Honey's Kitchen. Honey is my grandmother and all of her grandkids, that's not her real name, all of her grandkids call her Honey. And she used to own a restaurant in the 70s in Burbank, California. And it didn't really work out for her uh, because she had seven kids. And so she went the family life. And so I named it after her to kind of pay homage to her and live her dream for her, um, as well as doing it myself. And uh, when the pandemic hit and work got a lot more stressful, it just kind of put me... it it really just drove me to go and start my own thing. Um, So in the beginning of this year, I, within a month, I kind of just up and decided to just go for it. And my original plan was to open a food truck um, because that was the most accessible way to start in the food business in my head. Um, But where I live in Santa Clarita, it's, kind of hard for food trucks because there's no commissaries and in California uh, there's quite a bit of laws connected to the food truck scene um, so you have to you know run your business out of a commissary and the, lo- the closest commissary is 
maybe 40 minutes from me. Um, so I started looking for an alternative um, to run the food truck out of. And that's when I found a cloud kitchen being built, um, like a group of cloud kitchens. And so um, talked to them, signed a lease. Well, that's then, pretty cool. So that that's going on near Santa Clarita or it's going on in Santa Clarita? Uh, in Santa Clarita. Um, but then a few months went by and kind of stopped getting updates um, and being a construction project manager, I kind of knew what the hurdles were. And then a couple more weeks went by. I kind of just decided one day I was sitting on the couch and I was like, you know what, I'm just going for the food truck. And then about two weeks later, I had a food truck in my driveway and I started decorating it and putting stickers on it and really developing a menu um, because I, I started, you know, marketing for the ghost kitchen pretty heavily and I didn't want, you know, all of that marketing energy yeah, and momentum. You gained die. all that momentum. Yeah. yeah I didn't want it to die and kind of just go nowhere. And so I started the food truck and it's been a challenge because, um, food trucks, there's just a, a lot of extra logistics involved, you know, yeah. driving to and from, um, prepping other places, but it's been very rewarding. And, uh, here we are about four months later and we're doing, we're doing pretty well. And the ghost kitchen should be ready in the next couple of months, actually. So we'll have, I guess, kind of two locations. So I'll keep the food truck mobile and to do events and such. And then our main operation will be out of the ghost kitchen, which will be a cool operation because I'll be in a building with a bunch of other ghost kitchens. So I think that the, yeah, the that works a little bit a farther lot. than just myself. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to pause you for a second, Sean. One is this is what I love about what I do for a career and the things that sort of I'm able to bring back is because an entrepreneur like yourself was able to do something like this, have an idea and there's this innate thing that lives in you, right? Like, I don't know how to explain it, but I was recently talking to someone in Nashville and I was like, what, when did you know you wanted to be a singer? And it's just like, I don't know. I just was born that way. Right. And it's the same that I feel as an entrepreneur. And it's a lot of entrepreneurs also that sort of discover it later in life. And it's a beautiful thing to me as an entrepreneur to see it. It's what I love about my my life and even in the mentoring and the consulting space or or even in food or just doing the podcast is there's just such reminder of how beautiful that is like an enlightening moment like i want to do this on my own i want to find out who i am because that's really what a commitment is that you just made and not only that once you had a hurdle that was keeping you from getting to where you were going, you found another way of get, getting there, which now you have two things. Most people get caught up on the one hurdle and get f super hyper-focused on it. But as an entrepreneur, you got to pivot. And sometimes pivoting means two things are possible. You know, and if you're like in the food business, yes, it's a food truck and and having your own space and making sure you have delivery and you have a prep kitchen. And then from there, I don't know what it's going to mean, but it could be more trucks. It could be more ghost kitchens since they're popping up or cloud kitchens since they're popping up everywhere to have more of these facilities since we've heard about that on the podcast. So 
One thing I'm loving about the world right now and the mix-up in the food space, even for myself, is the way it's shuffling is to an advantage for the true entrepreneur. It's not about only producing good food and great food. It's about being managing the media and managing the expectation. So with that being said, one of the things I really like that you've already done in your four months is the... I'm probably not going to say it correctly, so you'll have to correct it, but I believe it's the Conca burger and like a Conca shell, but I could be wrong and I'm going to, I'm probably miss saying it, but let's talk about that, the development, why the, the bun's pink, and let's sort of talk about how you've sort of hit this home run by using your experience and your exposure of traveling in South America and Asia to sort of develop what I think is a group of concepts around within your kitchen or your your food truck so the contra burger kind of came to me one day when i was on the couch um i had experienced variations of concha sandwiches while i was in mexico on projects as an electrician um, but they were always um more sweet than savory um, so i've you know maybe some strawberries and cream um, some Nutella or lechera in Spanish. They have like a condensed milk with like a caramel taste to it. Um, and then one day I saw a chilequiles and fried egg sandwich, which is a little bit more on the savory side. And I thought, man, I could do something like this. And that's when I came up with the idea of a burger. And I originally wanted to do uh 50 50 50 50 just one patty with chorizo and beef and i bounced that off of my chorizo vendor one day and he threw it out there why don't you do what i do and you do one patty of each so that way you know when your customers they might not want chorizo they could do all beef or if they don't want beef they could do all chorizo and He's, he sells me a very high quality chorizo. Shout out to the chori man in San Pedro. And I kind of made it for my wife one day. And she, like most people, was very hesitant at first. Like, I don't, this isn't for me. And then she took a bite of it and was like, wow, this kind of works. And you've seen probably the donut burger with like the Krispy Kreme donut and stuff. I've tried them all and they're always just too sweet. And the concha is really just white bread with like a pink fondant on top. So it's just what I call like semi-sweet, just the top topping is sweet. And then the red chorizo is spicy at the end. So you kind of get this sweet taste at first, something's kind of happening in the middle and then you finish off your bite with the spiciness. And the first bite, you're kind of like, what the hell just happened? And then it, it starts this weird cycle, uh, like this addictive cycle as you're eating it, where you just have to keep on going for another bite. And I had a couple variations of it before I came up with, you know, the final product. And everybody's just been going crazy for it ever since. And it photographs well. So in the, you know, in the new age, everything has to be on Instagram or Facebook, uh, TikTok. So um, it's been very fortunate to, you know, take, I just took very good photos of it and it's kind of one of those shocking, like those wow factors that really just gets people in the door and makes people want to try it. Even if 
it's even if they're doubtful, they're like, well, I got to at least try it once. And I've only had one person. I was like, uh, you know, I, I could do it with the regular bun. And everyone else is just like just blown away by it. And it really it goes back more to like my concept of um, what my food is, because in California, you know, tacos are a dime a dozen. Literally every corner there's tacos, but it's always the same thing. You get asada, you get carnitas, you could get lately it's been birria. That's the new hot craze, uh, even though El Pollo Loco selling that. And I didn't really want to stick with that and, you know, just do the same thing over and over again. And I like to be very creative with my food and uh, just give people something new because I like trying new things. And I think this, this fit perfectly, you know, being a burger, that's kind of, you know, Mexican flavors in there as well. And it's kind of all around my menu that I just, I throw in different cultures, but I, I keep it with the, the basic make Mexican staples of the tortilla or the burrito, you know, it's uh it's really been a blessing that I came up with that because looking back, you know, that's really what people come to me for is that concha burger. And then after they try it, then they see the rest of my menu and then they try that afterwards. Um, but I think if I was just, you know, a typical ta taco stand, I don't know where, where it would be going right now. And so I, I really am glad that I put that on the menu. Yeah, and I like that you stay true to yourself. Like a lot of entrepreneurs try to follow trends because they think that that's the way to do things. And they do it because they believe that, you know, they're, that's the, the best way to make money and the best way to pursue money. And the reality is, is that the true way to make money, there's no one better at making money for you than you which means you have to stay true to who you are, even in the brand. In today's age where the, the food entrepreneur is so transparently a part of the brand as it's being built, it's so key that these things tie together because it's very quickly that your audience would see that you're not matching the brand that you're building. Okay, And I've yeah. run into this in my own situation quite a bit. And, and that's where, you know, when you transition or your ideas transition and your brands don't transition with it or you don't turn it over to someone that aligns with the brand and then their vision doesn't do it, you know, that's where you start to run into problems. That's one. So I like that you align it. I like that you're staying true to yourself and I like that it's all coming in um, together so well and it's what you're being known for. Um, it's obviously how I picked you up. I saw the sandwich and I, and I saw the popularity it was gaining and I'm like this is someone who knows what they're doing in the space and they feel comfortable with who they are enough to show it in the way they're being a food entrepreneur I didn't know you came out of the aerospace so that's like a cool like okay you know the spark finally turned into the fire as the entrepreneur uh, met some gas along the way and um so that's cool so I mean yeah that that kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier, like how, how did you know? And like to be an entrepreneur, I, I love the word, by the way, it's such a cool word to <laughs> label yourself as. Um, I read somewhere years ago that an entrepreneur kind of knows eventually because they can't stomach the idea of working for somebody else or they can't stomach the idea of the monotony of knowing what your life is going to be. And it didn't resonate with me at first because, you know, I had a 
decent job and I was good at waking up every day and working for somebody else. I didn't necessarily enjoy it, but I was capable of it. And I was like, oh, well, then maybe I'm not an entrepreneur because I am able to do this. And the quote or the statement was like, you literally can't stomach it. You won't have that job and you uh, you would rather be unemployed. And to me, it's like, no, I have bills to pay. I have a house. I have a wife and a kid. And then just after reading that and then like kind of telling myself, well, maybe I'm not. Well, then every time I was, you know, having a challenge at work or, you know, waking up and going in when I didn't want to, it was like that reminder of like, this isn't, this isn't for me. And then just over time it resonated with me where I couldn't stomach it. And then just one day it just kind of just happened where I just like, I I have to do this. Otherwise I'm going to hate myself and I'm going to live in regret. And I think, you know, probably 90% of the population lives that way where they, Oh, I have something I want to do. I have, you know, this idea and they just never take that first step. And really it's just that first step. And then you just take the second step. And it's been the biggest, most rewarding decision I've ever made. And I, I uh, don't regret it whatsoever. And even if I knock on wood, if I fail one day, this is going to be the biggest life lesson that I've ever done. And I, and you'll never live with regrets. You won't live with any regrets because I think that that's a major thing that happens to a lot of people is they end up living with regrets in life, um, especially towards the end. And it's just because and it's not what they did. It's always what I didn't do. It's never the mistakes they made. Someone dying doesn't go, oh, my God, I made this mistake. I'm so glad I tried it and made a mistake. I regret the mistake. No, everyone's always like, oh, I regret what I didn't get to do in life. You know, and I think that's an important part. Yeah, and it's always linked to time. And that goes back to life's too short to live with regrets or not take that step. Because before you know it, it's three and then 2024. And um, really, it, it did take me, you know, eight or nine years to actually make that step. But I made the step. And now it's, uh, I'm kind of kind of crawling and then by next year I should be a little toddler walking and by the year after that I should be you know running and what's your favorite part about being an entrepreneur I mean you like it now it's obviously something like this is for me and I want to do this so how um I, I would say my favorite part is people Every relationship that I've built um, has a connection to me because I'm taking it personally. And so even if it's a business connection, it's linked towards my personality or my person. And the, the relationship is so much closer and uh, fulfilling and a lot of my, you know, business associates, vendors, even, you know, it, it's, they're becoming friends, if not, you know, and eventually family to me because they're so supportive in the, in the restaurant industry. If you're talking to another restaurateur they're they'll give you the shirt off their back. I've never had one person like help, help me or tell me like, Oh, you know, get out of, get out of my face or like, has never been rude to me. They've always told me, you know, give, I'll give you whatever I can. I, I'll help you give, they give me their number and, 
they've just been so supportive and it's really been, I, I really feel like I'm in the business of people now. It's the food is how I'm doing it, but really when it comes to my business relationships and even my customers, it's I'm in the relationship of, or in the business of building relationships and really that's what humans are built for, you know, to, to connect with other people. And that's been the most rewarding thing because I'm not sitting at a computer just thinking about deadlines and whatnot. I'm, I'm connecting with people and I'm seeing smiles on people's faces. And, you know, sometimes days are bad, but it's that little hurdle that you get over. And then the next day is great because, you know, you can't have a sunny day without a cloudy one. Or you can't appreciate a sunny day, should I say, without a cloudy one. Yeah, and I think that's where a lot of entrepreneurs or individuals that are sole proprietors that don't make that step into an entrepreneur is the human growth aspect. Uh, growing the humans around you, growing those relationships, the ultimate purpose that all of us have, whether it's viewed as procreation or reproducing or trying to make a life better for the people around us or the generations after us. It's, I don't know of any other group that does it more than entrepreneurs. I don't know of any other group that does it more and actually makes a difference in terms of the freedoms that that invokes than, and, and, um, and helps and makes sure that are available in the world and the free thinking and the ability to solve complex problems, it doesn't get any greater than entrepreneurial world. And it really doesn't get any greater than entrepreneurial world in the food space when you're also teaching people to deal with real life human problems, customer service problems, food problems, uh, business problems, and all of that happens in your business. So I really do appreciate that you said it because it's something that's really on my focal point right now um, in particular, which is, you know, what is it, how much impact are we having as entrepreneurs right now? And for me, it's particularly in the food and media space um, and also in the human growth space, but it's, you know, what are the decisions that we're making? How do we realize how much power we have as entrepreneurs, as you just said, to make an impact and build relationships and positivity, you know, and I think a lot of us go into it for the money and chasing the money. But if we actually chase ourselves and our true selves and what we love and not what everyone else loves, and I'm not saying don't listen to other people's suggestions or feedback, but I'm saying there is an anchoring that happens when you truly know what you're doing. Um, like from the standpoint of, I know the direction I should go. I know that where my feet, my heart, my soul, and my mind are taking me as an entrepreneur, that's for this that we're talking about the burger. We're also talking about jumping in with a food truck, but we're also talking about your mental attitude, which is I want to build relationships with humans and I want to pass on goodness. And in doing so, I'm going to make the world better around me. And I'm also going to promote entrepreneurism and capitalism and freedom and liberty whether we realize it or not that's what we do as entrepreneurs and the differences between a business person and a sole proprietor or a partnership truly is is that an entrepreneur understands this greater responsibility and the impact that they have on the world the dream that their dream is so big that it has to encompass all the people that are around them because 
if I'm going to build a business and employ someone, I got to make sure their kids get through college and get through school. And I build a business that does that. Yeah, so that beautifully. And I, I really feel that people should take that leap because we're headed in a, in a state where there's just going to be more large corporations taking over every space. And really, it used to be, you know, a lot of small mom and pop shops and you knew who you were getting your items from, whether it's food or whatever you're buying. And you, there was a person behind that. And I, you know, I, I buy off of Amazon. I think it's a great company, but I would prefer to buy off somebody that I know. And really, you're, you're building a relationship with that person and that person is taking care of employees that are feeding families and sending those kids to college or sending those kids to be an entrepreneur themselves. And I think that that's a way to kind of decide how this country goes with all of those powerful words you just used um, by taking action and not just, you know, sitting back and complaining about how this country is being ran, do something yourself and, you know, make that that uh, move to better it in a way that you think that you can. And as entrepreneurs, we get to do that. Everyone wants influence and to make impact and have politicians to do stuff for us. But what I've truly found is that we have so much impact and influence as entrepreneurs in our community and in the people that we touch, whether they're our customers or our clients or our vendors or you know our employees or our team members um as i think that they're more likely should be called and um because that's what they are they're the teams that build your companies and um with the world that's going on i think that we've lost our responsibility and that we're supposed to be passing on knowledge and morals and ethics and the right radar and ultimately how in life can I take care of myself if I need to? Do I need to rely on the government or rely on a corporation? That's fine. But ultimately for me as an entrepreneur, I want to be able to know that I can make it on my own. Right. And so there's part of that fire that feeds in there. That's like, I don't care. I need to chase this hell or high water. Yes. And there are a lot of challenges that come away and that come your way. And it's, a, you know, to be honest, it's a very painful experience, but it's just like working out. You know, you're not going to get better unless you break yourself down a little bit and you, you really learn who you are as a person because all of these little situations, hurdles, good or bad, um, they, they talk to you as a person instead of, you're, you, if you work for a company and you're not an entrepreneur, you could separate that hurdle from yourself. And you're like, oh, well, Sally's telling me to do this or Jim has me doing this. And you could, you just look at it as an option or a, an obstacle that's part of that company where if you're doing it for yourself, um, whether it's a tiny little problem of, oh, you know, I ran out of this and I need to find, oh, the whole country's, you know, low on this. I need to find this, this piece of food, um, that little hurdle that you solve that issue, it's going to stick with you forever. And it really grows, grows with you as a person. And I think that that's so important because every, every, uh, little failure that I've made, and I probably make one every day. Um, it's really 
bettered me as a person. And I, I've grown more in these last four months than I have in probably four years. And I have to say the same thing. It's, it's when I truly engulfed that this is who I was and this is what I wanted to do and make the impact that I wanted to make. And it took me a long time. I had a lot of bumps in the road and I agree, multiple mistakes a day. And one of the things that I didn't realize is that there was this, this burning desire that's in us. Once I figured out it was just there and, and it lived inside of me, even though I was already doing it and I already was an entrepreneur and it just came out of me naturally. But once I was understood that I was born this way, that I was meant to do it in that burning desire, that uncomfortability that lived in me wasn't meant to ever find peace. It was meant to continue to yearn for more answers, even though there was always going to be way more questions than answers. And, and there's solutions within those answers. And one of them is one of the things you're talking about, which is, not only in food, but it's the way food brings people together and business and families and things like that. So there's just so much to do. And it's so interesting to me that as an entrepreneur that came from something that's very structured um, and, and engineering and stuff like that to something like food, which people typically think is chaos and I'm an entrepreneur and it's free flowing, but it's actually very even more structured in some ways because you have so many different components and so many things can go wrong and so many clients or excuse me, customers that you touch every day where when you're dealing with something, everything has to be exact and you know, the previous industry, but this has to be exact in a different way because you're getting immediate feedback and it relates directly to your business. You know, and negative feedback can often echo way more than positive ones if, if done on social media. So I love, all of this and i love the way you build your business and i ultimately really love your positive mental attitude about the whole thing so sean for all of the Thank entrepreneurs you. out there like well let's go back a second talk to me more about the items on your menu so the audience can hear where they can find you online and um you know where you know what are next steps for you and when where's the menu going so the menu is going to always change. And that's what I uh, built my concept around is I didn't want to be married to just one thing or this is what I'm known for because, you know, I, I wanted to switch it up so that way I could stay fresh and I wanted my customers to explore new options and really like challenge themselves with what they eat. Um, so I'm going to have my main staples that will stay, but um, right now I work on, you know, a monthly taco of the month that's going to start in January. Um, so I could bring a different country to my menu every month. Um, so my, my menu is really built around, um, it's, I would say it's kind of Chipotle layout in a way, um, similar to Chipotle where you could choose your entree, either a burrito, a burrito bowl, loaded fries, or um, a taco combo, either a two or three taco combo, and then you choose your protein. And my proteins are where the fusion kind of comes in. So I have a, an, a carne asada with chimichurri on top, which is a, like a Argentinian herb sauce, which is very like bright herbaceous. I have a Cuban pulled pork, a mojo pork, that's really citrusy. Um, it's very similar to carnitas, but 
uh, a lot more citrus involved. And I have a guajillo lime chicken for all my chicken people out there. And I have a really high quality chorizo that I mentioned comes from the Chori Man, which is a fourth art, uh, fourth generation artisan chorizo maker here in San Pedro. It, I originally was gonna make my own chorizo and then I was introduced to this guy, Umberto, and he just knocks it out of the park. And so I just thought, why, why try to reinvent the wheel, man? This guy really has it down and it's one less step that I have to take. So that's really the only protein that I don't really marinate myself. Um, and then uh, I have the signature dish that I have is the Contra burger. And if you're not too adventurous, you could get the same burger uh, with just a brioche bun. And then I'm adding new little appetizers every couple of weeks just to keep me and my staff on our toes. So that way we could try new things and cook new things. And then our customers could kind of try little bits and pieces of the world. And then in the future, like January, like I said, we're going to have a taco of the month from kind of every country that I visited and some countries that I haven't. I'm going to experiment with them. So our first taco in January is going to be uh, Thai taco because I've spent a lot of time in Thailand. So it's going to be Thai larb, which is like um, it's a pork that's like very um, it uses sugar and or it's like a sour and sweet um, ground pork with some onions in there and garlic. It's really, really good. So I'm going to either do that with a tostada or a taco, and then I'm going to switch it up every month with that. And you could find us on honeyskitchen.com or you can find us uh, Honey's Kitchens with the S at the end on Instagram. And uh, soon to be, I think I have a TikTok already, but I haven't really adopted that yet. But I've heard that that's really what I need to dive into so that this month I'm really going to start diving into TikTok to help blow us up. I know I'm having trouble the making the TikTok transition also. I haven't quite made it yet. I'm, I keep dabbling my toes in it and then dabbling them back out because I'm like, oh, man, I'm having trouble as it is just with Facebook and Instagram these days. But with all yeah, the reels... So Gary V really helped me out with that because he basically made a video like calling me old or because I'm saying that, you know, TikTok's only for young people. But if you think, you know, 20 years ago, older people were saying that about Facebook or about the Internet or about Instagram. And they're like, oh, that's only for young people. And then now you look at Facebook, everybody's grandma's on Facebook or every you know everybody's mom's on Instagram now so TikTok's really the new thing that's going to get you out there and any person that's you know really in the know that I've talked to is really stressed that point to me to really get on TikTok so I'm going to I was looking at it painfully at first you know like oh something I have to do but really I'm going to dive dive all in and really try to enjoy it because making videos is fun um it's just as you're running a business you kind of put that to the side and and it's not something that you could afford anymore you really have to get into all spaces i agree with you on that so much i uh i think it's just uh, one of those things that we um we as businesses we have to and entrepreneurs we really have to be it is what i said you have to be constantly chasing that space because you never know at some point you're going to get into a space where really hits for you you know for me it was podcasts you know i really hit hard on these like 
I social media I do fairly well. I'm trying to build all that stuff. But podcasts is where all of a sudden I hit momentum. It's where I like talking. I like being in front of people. I like growing humans. I like, you know, the media space. I like the food space. So, and I learn from everyone on the podcast just as much as I hope everyone learns from you guys on the podcast or you guys learn from yourselves by being on the podcast. Because I think a lot of the feedback I've been getting from the individuals that are on the podcast are that they grow so much and just in talking and being on it from themselves, which is always sometimes when I do nothing but sell my business or do whatever. But when I take a step back and actually be an entrepreneur and pick my head up and talk about it, there's a different perspective. So I think a lot of that is just what you said. And the next thing I wanted to catch on is I like the variation of the menu. Okay, and I know we're getting to a wrap-up point, but I just want to talk a little more about this because the variation, everyone in the world of food wants to stick to these traditional menus, and I'm so scared that people won't come back if they don't see their item they like on the menu anymore. If they don't see the item they like on the menu anymore, they're going to tell you, it's where is blah, 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 do you still have it, will you make it, and then you'll know, okay, I, I'm starting to get a following for this item. But I, what I think is so, so important, well, one, because it goes back to it traditionally stays with who you are, but it um, is sticking to an international flair, which is also who you are, but it's very important in the world today that we get an understanding of the world and the vast world that's out there, especially through the diversity of food and flavor in food and spices in food and animals that we can eat within food and and vegetables and protein and starches and so on and so forth seeds and what you're doing is you're taking something that we need to be exposed here in the united states because we are so used to chains and tradition and to your point the traditional taco trucks that the entrepreneurism is almost limited once we start going oh i'm going to be an entrepreneur but i'm going to lack creativity well i'm sorry like that's one of the components here if you lack creativity and you're not creatively always growing your business and experimenting and going out and exposing the world to more and providing solutions, yeah, that's great. I understand you're going to stamp out things. You're like a McDonald's or Chili's or whatever. But in the space in the world today, the space of mass chains and stuff like that's going to look massively differently and we don't know exactly what it's going to be so the entrepreneurs that are blazing the trails are people like we're talking about right here with honey's kitchen right so and sean and so it's like how do we you know extrapolate out what we're saying here as entrepreneurs and say hey He's right, okay? One of the beauties that he's doing creatively is he's bringing the food of the world to us. You know, and and it's it is unique. And I like what you're doing by taking sticking true to your true to your concept and and the fusion with the Mexican kitchen um but following, you know, Thai taco for the month of January. Like it's so essential that we actually start exploring more as entrepreneurs also what the world has to offer and what regions have what to offer that we can't get here. And I'm not saying we shouldn't shop locally or within the United States or grow things here that we benefit from, but there's also a world of different things that are out there 
that we can trade back and forth in the world if we become good at things as the United States and as entrepreneurs here. And that being said, what you're doing, I think, is just so cool because you're going to stumble on a, probably a couple of different concepts, right, that will break out into other businesses or other food trucks or a different ghost kitchen concept or food kitchen or cloud kitchen or standalone space. Because when we explore that as entrepreneurs, we find greatness. We find great concepts that we're able to almost dime down and scale up. And maybe it is the burger. But what I want the audience to hear is the greatest thing that we do in the world and that we should be having teachers do more in the world as entrepreneurs is we create the ability for people to dream. We show that it's possible to dream and make it possible. We give hope and understanding in a world that needs it so badly. Now, years ago, it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. It doesn't matter when entrepreneurs the right time or the not the right time. It's always the right time. Because why? The world always needs them. And and while it's a new concept in the world, like, you know, first you know, business being the East and West Indian trade company and where business is sort of formed and entrepreneurism sort of being around forever, but and people selling bread and trading cheese and money moving, but not in the sense that we have it now, not in the sense that we and the way the world is working and the flattening of the world through social media, we as entrepreneurs have huge voices and in, in influence and impact. And so how we do that and how we create creativity in the world around us, I think is just awesome. You know, no matter what space you're in, we just, uh, this podcast and myself and Sean right now are all in food. So that's what we're talking about. But I think if you have anyone in your life um, that's an entrepreneur or, or shows potential of being an entrepreneur, it should be encouraged because we need more of them. No matter what, there's plenty of room, especially with the population growing the way it is. If you want to argue there's not enough room, I argue it's expanding exponentially. So there's more than enough room for people to find specific things they want and learn new things. And it's like, for whatever reason, like I didn't try sushi till I was like 18, 19 years old. You know, now I think it's part of mainstream culture. Think about that. You know, and burgers in the way that we see them, that's not a McDonald's burger. That wasn't around when I was growing up. Five Guys Concept, Shake Shack, those quick service burgers that have blown up the world, you know, they weren't around. And now the craze that we're seeing with chicken and, and sort of the quick service chicken market, you know, to match the quick service burger or the quick service chicken sandwich, it's the same thing. And so you never know what you're going to create. We never know what creativity is going to create. But... Uh, thank you, Sean. I really appreciate what you're doing, and I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Is there anything you want to uh, leave us with? Um, yeah, I guess I would say to every entrepreneur out there, surround yourself with good people, like-minded people that are going to challenge you. Um, even if you don't necessarily agree with them, they mean the best for you, and they're going to do the best for you. And have somebody that could call you out on your shit um, sorry for cussing on your podcast, um, but really just sur surround yourself with people that are going to support you on your journey and support them on their journey. And you guys are all going to make it.
Yeah, we cuss on the podcast. I just I'm I'm trying to turn over some where I don't let off an f bomb every five minutes. I used to get really <laughs> nervous sometimes, and I replace every word that I couldn't think of with the f word. So I'm working on that a little bit. So, so as an entrepreneur, I'm constantly trying to grow, even and uncap my own potential. You know, so it's part of that too. You know. Cool. So. Well, thank you, Justin. Thank I appreciate you. you reaching out to me, and this has been, like you said, um, just even this is been a growing experience for me i'm gonna work on my conversation skills and my you know short-term memory because i a little bit nervous coming on here and that's going to be a little bit of growth so that way if i ever i'm on a podcast again um, i'm a little bit better yeah absolutely and i appreciate everyone listening in to the podcast um i really think you guys if you're anywhere in california that's near sean i go try out his truck it's highly recommended i think what you're doing and the steps that you're taking and the bravery and the fearlessness by which you're doing it is hugely important and it's going to make a difference and so i appreciate that listen we do this for free. Sean comes on here. I do this. We share the stories. If you guys really, truly in the audience feel that someone f- can listen into this podcast, benefit as an entrepreneur, hear something. It's about what I've learned in this business, guys, in all the years I've done this and from other people who have way, way, way more success than me. Money, businesses, however you want to do it, is that it's a consistency with doing it It's a mindset, but it's also about growing all the humans around you and being true to yourself and doing it in a way that's not selfish, that's not about you. It's truly driving solutions that benefit all humans. And especially the ones that that doesn't mean you need to employ someone that's the wrong person. But what I am saying is we have an opportunity to touch lives and what the world needs and what entrepreneurs are are the ability to give people hope and dreams and drive and the way we handle ourselves out in the world to what i loved about this podcast with sean is it's about unlocking ourselves and growing every moment and as an entrepreneur you stop being an entrepreneur the minute you take on the idea that you should stop learning or you stopped acting in a way that keeps you learning. And it happens all the time with entrepreneurs as they get older, especially when they start running business 20 to 24 to 25 years. I've seen it with my own eyes, with my own family. And Napoleon had it. He fought for freedom and then crowned himself emperor. That's when you stop learning at that point, when you all of a sudden think you know more than everyone else. And so being an entrepreneur and being in the space, it's knowing that we don't. And it's knowing that there's so many other people out there that are fighting the same good fight that we are, which is creating jobs, creating the ability for people to educate their family, creating the ability for people to have legacies, creating good food in this case. And we talked about this, having good ingredients, having good lifestyles, supporting the farmers, supporting the food entrepreneurs, supporting the small people that actually care where the food is coming from and who's making it, not where off and how it is and what food codes we're violating. Because again, it's different when it comes in versus when we grow it here. You just look at it. It's a numbers game. Think about all the products that come through and have to be inspected versus the products that are just grown. 
Okay, so while I say let's get stuff from the world, I do mean that we also have to be aware of what that stuff is and where it comes from and where it's sourced and same within the United States. So the entrepreneurs that are out there, which is why I seeked out Sean to be on this podcast because I just don't take anyone. And believe me, guys, even when I didn't do the podcast and I'm like, I need to redo this and I need to figure out how to relaunch this and build a new thing with this new understanding that I have of who I am, it came down to how am I going to get everyone in here to understand truly the great entrepreneurs that are out there in the space? So I seek Sean out because of that. He's an entrepreneur that's blossoming. He's got the right mindset. I can tell by the way he's doing his social media and his messaging and his bravery before I even talk to him that he's one of those that understands it's hard work, that it's one day at a time, that it's definitely one mistake at a time. And, and if it's not a mistake and a learning experience, that that's the whole point. And that's also the whole point of humanity, regardless of entrepreneurs or not, which is why I say entrepreneurs are the only ones in this world pushing it because it just happens to go hand in hand with the way life, love, and the way life can be handled in the rotation of life and food. It just happens to be we also become one with the animal kingdom and the plant kingdom as entrepreneurs if we really start growing our businesses and we start sourcing and we need to go straight to the farms or the co-op you start realizing that we are a part of way more than we understand as entrepreneurs and our impact even with one employee catapults into 20 30 40 employees that we touch with our words and our conversation at every moment and so i'm going to leave everyone with that pass on the word the entrepreneurs out there need this we're doing it for free please just by listening in share what we're doing here talk about the podcast talk about sean and what he's doing and sean um what i'm going to ask also um is that you come back on and, and share with us again your your second part as you open up the cloud kitchen so we can continue to tell your story that would be great i look forward to that Awesome. Thank you, everyone, for listening in, and have a great Tuesday. Awesome. Thanks, Sean. Thank you, Justin.